Wake Live. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Join me on the podcast tonight. Wake Copson on Pots and Pans. My sexy co-host and our special guest. Brendan Lowe, Batman and Bond correspondent. That's right. Welcome again tonight. Good sir. Good to have you back on here on the Very panel. Very good to be back for the new year. Looking sexy as a bloody hot out, isn't it? It is. Hey, take it that is. and friend it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Jeans that just went straight over your head. Are you talking about sausages? No. Okay. Uh, what a very busy week in the geek world. Uh, this week, mm-hmm. Superior Spider-Man number one hit shells, and guess what? On a local level, it's already sold out. Wow. Really? With less than, uh, within less than 24 hours, complete and utter sellout. Did you wow. get to read it yet? No. Nah. Sold out. I'm, I'm, I've got a mate who's You didn't got even a, get to see, read I've, it yourself. I've got a mate who's got a copy. He contacted me this afternoon and said, read my copy uh, that, that's sitting down there yet to be picked up. Wow. He's like, do it. So I will. I'll read that uh, first thing. And um, I'll tell you what, the fans snapping it up straight away. So yeah. a lot of hype around it after the whole thing with Doctor number Oc. 700. Yeah, the whole Doc Ock thing. And there you go. Very, very cool to see that. Uh, what else have I done this week? I saw something cool on TV. Oh, I watched the Stanley documentary. It wasn't on TV. That's it was on right, the DVD yeah. player. Yeah. And that was awesome. The Stanley, the, uh, the, the, the Stanley story, it's called. Wow. I just know Stanley was, was Jewish. Lieber. His, his real name is Stanley Lieber. His well, see, brother see, Larry Lieber. See, I never knew, knew that. I, knew, I, I wondered why his name was Lee, you know L-E-E, because he didn't look like Bruce Lee. No, no, no. It was a different kind of documentary. You're like, I didn't know he was Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make a great documentary. What did they show? Um, no, <laughs> he was naked from the pants down. Oh, Have you ever seen those, those well, comics back in the 70s? For the love of God. Anyway, his, uh, he, he never wanted, he thought comics were just a, just like a fill-in job kind of thing. Like a stepping stone. So he never put his full name. He always, he just kind of cut Stanley and just went, right, that, I'll split it and, and, and put L-E-E yep. as a second name, right? And uh, it stuck with him forever because he thought one day I'll write the great American novel and I'll put it out on my real name, and he never has. Where his, his brother, Larry Lieber, wrote comics for years as well for Marvel. Uh, he did the daily strip with Stan Lee, hmm. the, um, the, the Spider-Man daily strip in the, in the newspapers, written for years by Larry Lieber, yeah. Stan's brother. So there you go. You they, someone, co- they collaborated together. Do you think someone like Stan Lee really needs to write the great American novel? In some ways, he kind of has. Look, he's a living legend. If you watch this documentary, there's a lot, like a lot of, I knew a lot about it beforehand because I'd read biographies on Stan Lee and everything else. Yep, yep. But um, very interesting, the fact that he nearly quit. Uh, Timely Comics had gone pretty much belly up, and, and Martin, uh, his uh, Martin Goodman, I think it was, was his uh, like uncle or relation or something like that, who was the, the publisher, the owner. Yeah. He said, "Stan, I'm heading to Florida. You go in and tell the staff they got no jobs." Stan was heartbroken. Shit. He ended up working essentially from home in a little tiny office and kept the company going, just a one man band, and he'd get the odd artist in to do some some art wow. and all that. And then eventually he kicked it back. Like, you know, he was so, so close to quitting. His, his lovely wife, they'd been married. When the documentary was made, which was a couple of years ago, he'd been married 60 years to her. Mm. Right? Beautiful relationship, all that kind of thing. Anyway, he um, decided, uh, she goes, if you're going to quit, go out on a high note. As in, like, do something you've always wanted to do. Do it your way. Yep. And make, do- make Doc Ock Spider-Man. No, well, essentially, he turned around <laughs> and he went, I'm, I'm going to write a comic how I think and stop making it aimed at kids. I'm going to change things up a bit. You know, and that's when the whole, you know, uh, the Hulk and everything else came along. And he, he wrote a bunch of these comics. They all started coming out and they got positive feedback. So, so, like, so what, time, what, what time, what year was this? Uh, uh, it's in the 60s, early 60s. Okay. okay? So Martin Goodman suddenly, like, because Stan Lee's going all out thinking, well, we've got nothing to lose. Yeah. We're, we're gone. Yep. So uh, Martin Goodman sees the numbers on these issues and goes, keep that up. Keep going. Keep, keep doing it. So that was when the modern Marvel 
universe was essentially born. So where did where did the the name of the the publisher change names to Marvel? From, from Timely to Marvel. Yeah. Uh, during that time period. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, essentially one of the comics they were producing was called Marvel Comics or Marvelous Comics or whatever else. Yep. And they took it from that and became Marvel Comics because originally it was Timely. Okay. Um, and then eventually Martin sold out and it got bought up by different companies and today it's owned by Disney. Wow. Um, so there you go. But it, I think it was in the eighties. Stan Lee decided, because he went out to, to L.A. for a visit and thought, this is beautiful. Love the temperature. That, you know, and he, he went back and he conned the company that had the board. Of the directors. <laughs> He's like, look, we really should be in Hollywood and set up a bit of a studio of our own and try and get you know, the, these things off the ground. I tell you what, I'm willing for the company... <laughs> To uproot my family and move out to LA. Look, I don't I'll take re- one for the team. I'll take, it's essentially, I'll take one for the team. You know, I look, I know it's a lot to ask you know, for the company to make. I won't ask anyone else. I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. And the company went, he said, there was pretty much not a dry eye in the bloody house. He's like, <laughs> they all turned around and went, good on you, Stan, off you go. And he thought, fan fucking tastic. So off he went. <laughs> Landed in LA, and that's when we. St- it was, I think it was the late 70s, early 80s, where, you know, the crappy Spider Man. And, and, and Stan Lee said it was a big awakening. He thought that they would do, like, you know, handshake deal, or not handshake. Deals, but you know, face to face Hollywood people, yeah. we're going to turn this into a great property stand. He's like, fantastic. He said, the first couple of cartoons that came out and they were rubbish. And he had a, a meeting with that would have C- been filmation back then, wouldn't it? Not sure, but CBS, I think, was the, the okay. network who was doing it. So he had a meeting or whatever. And he said, um, he, he got in this meeting, gave him a big list of things. Look, this is what's wrong with it. You need to do this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right, Stan. You're fa- mm, fantastic. As soon as he left, nothing changed. No. And he realized then that's how Hollywood works. And so yeah. uh, over the years, he realised he could only do the best he could. And we had shitty films like, you remember David Hasselhoff as Nick, Nick Fury? I don't hey, know don't you fucking that. bag that movie. It's a shit movie. Uh, if you're going to bag the, anything, um, bag uh, Man-Thing. Do, do you remember the, oh, oh that was horrible. That, that, was made, that, that was, uh, a Man-Thing was made in Queensland. It, well, I'm um, sure of it. If you can track it down, it was, was made in was Queensland, made in Queensland and supposed to be the swamps of Louisiana. Oh, I think you're right. It was filmed yeah. around the um, Gold Coast hinterland yep. or something like yep. that. Yep, yep. But uh, and, and not only that, the original Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren was now, filmed in, uh, in in Queensland and New South Wales. Oh, yeah. wow. Because there's a shot in it of the old... Remember, the unemployment agency used to be the CES? Yes. Uh, here know, in yeah, Australia? Yeah. And yeah, there's in New this, South there was the, the, uh, the, the CES tower, and he's out the front of it. Uh, and you're like, that's... So, so. And the train in it, I think, in... There's a scene where he jumps on a train and it's got QR on the side of the train. Queensland <laughs> Rail. If, if you've ever seen uh, Sniper with um, Billy Zane, that's that they're too. In, they're supposed to be in South America and they jump off this this freight train and it's got this big QR logo on the side of it. You know, Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Even, the fa- even Billy Zane, like the Phantom. the Phantom, was shot in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast Inland as well. Yeah. For the jungles. And yeah, up north. Yeah. But there you go. So anyway, so Stan Lee was kind of like you know, it wasn't until. Avi Arad, who came along. Now, at this time, Marvel was just entering bankruptcy. Avi, um, you know, he'd been heading up Toy Biz for okay. Marvel. Yep. Uh, or, like, uh, not, not for Marvel. They were looking at buying Marvel or they'd bought a chunk of Marvel or something like that. And Avi Arad hated toy... Well, not hated, but he was, like, sick of the toy line. Mm-hmm. And the toy company, he went, I want something else. I want to go to Hollywood. He comes along. Him and Stanley have a meeting. He's like, we're going to do great things. That is the birth of the modern Marvel wow. studios today. And if you can put it down to Stanley and Avi Arad working so hard together is why we've got great movies today. Because all the rights and that have been shuffled off to all these different kind of companies. And yeah. so eventually it's Avi Arad said, we need to control this stuff ourselves. Let's not bank on anyone else controlling our movies, our characters, all that kind of stuff. And he stepped in and, and, and that's what we've got. We've got Avengers today, Iron Man, all that kind of stuff, thanks to those guys there. And um, it's amazing because you see those stars in this documentary. The stars react to Stanley on the red carpet, and even the green carpet for the Hulk premiere. And 
they just adore him. All these big actors are coming up and they want to be seen with Stan Lee. And, you know, this guy's like, he's 90 now. Yeah, that's right. When this was made, he was like 87 or something like that. It was about three years ago. And you look at it and go, and, and Robert Downey Jr. at the premiere of Iron Man comes up to Stanley and goes, oh, I'm too big to talk to you now. And then Stanley goes, uh, you know, gives him a bit of a cheek. And yeah. Robert Downey grabs him a bigger brace and hugs him. And, you know, this is all because of you, Stan, and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just amazing to see the respect mm. that he garners in Hollywood today. Mm. So good on him, Stanley. What a living legend that man is. So if you get a chance, check it out. Any good DVD retailer, order it online or through a comic shop. Stan, uh, with great. With great power, I think it is. The Stanley story is the name of it. So check it out. Very, very good. And talking uh, Stanley, this week we found Stanley's got his own YouTube channel. He has. What's with, it called? Uh, uh, I think it's called World of Heroes, and it's got multiple television shows. Uh, one of the shows is is a pretty much a reality TV show of uh, real life superheroes. superheroes. That used to air late night over here. Actually, really? It might be on pay TV. Well, this one might be a new one that he's doing. And, um, yeah, the, the trailer has uh, them, you know, rehearsing. And, and you know who else is in it? The Hoff. <laughs> oh. He's like one of the, gu- the, uh, the people who guide these, these wannabe superheroes. Yeah, like, like mentors, like on The Voice or something, you know. <laughs> and then he's got another show on there. Because he'd know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, well, you know, he was Nick Fury. Nick Fury. He's Nick Fury, motherfucker. Uh, uh, he was the, Before he got a tan. The, driver, <laughs> the driver of Knight Rider. And also a uh, show called uh, Cocktails with Stan Lee. And it's pretty much him... And uh, and a chick and a celebrity every week. <laughs> just not, him and, just not him and Tom Cruise and Brian Brown, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Flick with, with me, the Beach Boys providing the soundtrack. The flicking bottles and shit. Yeah, that'd be a great show. I'd watch that. Yeah. But there you go. You, uh, we might post the link up next week on the uh, on the page. Yeah, definitely go. for sure. Other news. Now, Brendan, you're a diehard Batman fan. Yes. Yes. Now, listen, favourite Batman movie. What is it? Come on, pick it. Batman Returns, of course. Shit, no. Oh. Batman, 89 Batman? No. Probably, Fuck you. probably leaning towards. I was watching. I was on the, on the Stanley. He's got another show just quickly, and uh, one of the it, it's like a superhero jury. It's sort of like Judge Judy. Yeah. And two two fans come in and have to plead their case. And the episode I watched was which is the better Batman, um, uh, uh, Val Kilmer or yeah. Adam West? Oh, and, Val Kilmer hands down. <laughs> and they come out and they went. Uh, you, you haven't. Prov- the judges come out and said you haven't provided enough. Uh, you know, substance to your arguments. Yeah. They said, we all know that, um, th- this is what they said. They said, we all know that Christian Bale was the better Bruce Wayne, but Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, yep, all right, I can stop watching it now. I'm happy, I'm content. Yeah. I don't know, uh, I'd probably... It, you had a fucking funny look on your face when he, when he said, uh, Val, I said Val Kilmer better than Adam West. Are you seriously <laughs> saying Adam West, you'd go over Val Kilmer? No, I just, I just think Adam West has got the... Um, that real cult status is, you know, one of the first. But was he a better Batman? That's that's the key argument there. Well, I don't know. Mind if you, you mind you, it. if if the writers of Batman the '60s series had written it as a series, I reckon he probably would have pulled it off better oh, than the way the way the circumstances in which he was chewing he was, scenery something chronic. Yeah, for old Adam West on there. He used to give Bert all the shits. You reckon that old. Um, William Shatner went to the same acting school. I'm sure they did. <laughs> They're pulling class together. <laughs> Probably. You don't know how to chew scenery like me, Adam. You know what? It'd be good to hear them do a duet of their talking uh, of the talking oh, how cool dialogue songs. That's like a wet dream for old age nerds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway about- to answer your original question, yep. I'd probably lean towards either Dark Knight or Batman Begins. 
All right, okay, we'll put that You're on. wrong, but... You're anyway. wrong. We'll, we'll forgive you. Now, listen, uh, before, <laughs> before Val Kilmer put on the cape and cow for 1995's Batman Forever, Michael Keaton was actually set to play Batman for the third time. Did you know yes. this? Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Keaton ended up pulling out of the project because he didn't want, uh, like, the direction it was going in, as in uh, less dark and it was more colourful. That's because fucking... What's his name? Once Joel Tim Burton dropped Joel out. Joel Schumacher got his fucking neon hands all over it. Uh, and the rest, of course, is hit, sadly history. Um, Keaton was a guest on, on a podcast late last week and talked about the direction he wanted the third Batman movie to go in. Okay, I did. I read about this the other day. Now, surprisingly, it was very similar to Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. Uh, and Keaton wanted to explore Bruce Wayne's origin story. Now, here's a quote from, uh, from the, the podcast. Uh, the guy who's doing them now, Chris Nolan, he's so talented, it's crazy. Christian Bale, he is so talented as well. It's so good. He enthused. But I say that like I've seen them, and I actually haven't. I didn't even see much of the second one that I did. Even he doesn't like Batman Returns. Yeah. Bullshit, Batman Returns is the fucking awesome. bomb, man. Uh, but what, what, what gets me there is, like, how can you say, oh, he's amazing and he's blah, 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 when you didn't actually fucking watch it? Yeah, I... Why do Hollywood people do the, that? The trailer was fucking great. Is that what he's responding well, to? Probably. Um, now, he said, you look at where he went, which is exactly what I wanted to do when I was having meetings about the third movie. You, I said, I want to see how this guy started. We've got a chance here to fix what kind of maybe went off. This could be brilliant. Now... I still don't get where he's coming from, where it went off. Like I thought, I still say Batman Returns, awesome film. No, what he said. Why don't you? Why, why? don't you like Batman Returns? Michelle oh, Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Fucking. I mean, what, the, to me, it'll be the hard. Anyone ever does Penguin in a movie nowadays? How the fuck do you top Danny DeVito as the Penguin? Actually, be the Penguin from the comics. <laughs> but they change. Oh, they, the Penguin changes fucking year to year. Yeah, I, depending look, I, on the writer. I have a soft spot for all the Batman films. Batman Returns is one of my least favourites. I'm Hush your mouth. I'm not looking through it with the eyes of such fond nostalgia like you guys are. And that is why I Jesus, was... he's saying we're old. Oh, what a cunt. Would... <laughs> You're not allowed to say Sorry. that on a podcast. You have to I bleep would... that out later. I, I would talk about Batman Forever the way you guys talk about Batman Returns. I think because I was just that little bit older. I was, you know, 11 when it came out. It was my first Batman movie on the big screen. And to this day, I will still sit down and dude, watch and no, absolutely dude, love Batman, Batman Forever. For, I never saw Batman Returns or Batman on the big screen. No, it wasn't until Batman Forever that I saw a Batman movie on the big screen. I don't know. I just... It, it was We're too, not that much older than you. It was, a years. No, no, no. It was too Tim Burton... You've got more grey hair than I have. Not <laughs> enough Batman. You reckon? Yes. Okay, I was still not, uh, you just uh, you just said the 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 Batman Begins is your favourite Batman. Batman doesn't come into it until halfway through the script. And not only that, it's set in, in pretty much modern day Chicago. There's nothing gothic about the the setting. Or one of my criticisms of the film is one of my criticisms of The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, is Batman's hardly in it. Yeah, it's a big problem when you're making a Batman film. For the love of God, put Batman in it. I mean, but, imagine like Captain America and all focuses on Bucky. But the story, <laughs> the story of the Dark Knight Rises is better than the story of Batman Returns. So it no, keeps you driving along, no, ladies and gentlemen. There wasn't There wasn't plot holes of three months in Batman Returns. Brendan, uh, our, but he can our, scratch a CD like it's a vinyl record. Yeah, he can. Our <laughs> Bond correspondent will be found buried, uh, much like Jimmy Hoffa in the uh, grounds of Suncorp Stadium. Uh, now, look, that would have been interesting. Actually, that's somewhere I would be happy to get buried. Uh, had and, Michael and, Keaton. And, and you've seen those interviews with, with Tim Burton where he went in after Batman Returns and went, fucking, yep, I've got these really great ideas and that I want to do for the... Because the they wanted to make it more toy... Uh, yeah. like, uh, was it kid-friendly? Yeah. Well, toys. even though the studio... The problem was Batman Returns was marketed as a children's movie. Mm. It was not forever. Right, Returns. It was not a children's movie. Oh, God, no. And that's where the backlash came in. Mm. It was too dark and There was backlash for Batman oh, Returns? Oh, yeah. 
Man, that's why I Bat- thought it was a fucking great kids that, film. That's mm. why Batman Forever happened. I watched it. Batman as a kid Forever and I was never is a result anything. of Batman Returns. Yeah, but see, that, that it was a knee jerk reaction, typical Hollywood reaction. Because yeah. I mean, if it, if Burton and that had have stuck with it, and the third one, you would have had Billy D. Williams playing Two Face. He had to get paid out for that role. He did. He, he got. He got paid, you know who else got paid when out. He signed on. He was promised. John Favreau. John Favreau. No, he got cut out of Batman Forever. You know who got uh, who got paid out for not appearing in. Um, it was who, who the, played one Robin? The, one of the Wayne's brothers. Wayne, one of the Wayne's brothers. Isn't Marlon Wayne? Marlon, Marlon, I think it was. Yes, he got signed up to play so Robin. Would've, you would have had a black Two Face and a black Robin. Did you know that? that Which John just wouldn't have been. It doesn't match continuity in the comics at all. That would have pissed the fans off, to be honest. Did with you it. know that John Favreau was cut out of Batman, Batman Forever. Forever? No. Yep. Yeah. His who? entire character was cut out. I can't remember, but he was only kind of coming onto the scene back then, wasn't he? As, Jeez, as, he would have only been young. Well, do, when did was Swingers made? I'm swingers sure. was like Swingers would have been around the same time I think Swingers was around 96 Batman could be wrong, 95 man. So I think Swingers was a little bit earlier I'm not sure But um, yeah, he got cut out Wow Completely He'd actually acted in a movie called I think it was Rudy um, Yeah Rudy with Sean Astin Yeah Sean Astin back then Yeah that's that's right But um, he got cut out And then interesting enough our, 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 Australia's very own Elle McPherson she had a very brief cameo in Batman and Robin, but really... She had a fleshed-out role, but... She was actually a decent-sized role, and... Don't, all, don't say you wanted to see her fleshed-out role. I oh, can just watch Sirens for that. Back in yeah. the day. But anyway, she, um, she got cut. It was yeah, Her scenes all ended up on the cutting room floor, apart, apart from one brief little cameo in it. Mm-hmm. They could have they cut more of George Clooney out of it. God, yeah. It would have been a better movie, then. George Clooney didn't even try and put on a Batman voice for that Oh, man. no, but it's pretty hard with Joel Schumacher. This is, this is coming from actors yeah. who were on set. Used to walk in of a morning and go, "Hey, people, remember we're filming a cartoon today." Yeah, yeah, very bloody hard to do. Wow. And yet, if you listen to Colin Farrell mm. talk about yes. Joel Schumacher, yeah. said one of the be- one of the blokes he loved working with the most, and he said he'll always go into bat. If you were in trouble, and you rung Joel Schumacher, he would fly wherever you were in the world to pick you up and, and Joel Schumacher. Uh, yes, I think. Well, I think at the end of the day, it was more the studio than Joel That's Schumacher. That's what I was about to yeah. say. Joel Schumacher cops the shit, and he's put his hand up and is like, "Yes, I made you know, I apologize." But at the end of the day, he was that doing is a what studio the movie. Studio wanted, yep. Yep. you know, both yep. movies were studio movies. Yes. The, the, well, the whole Batman car design, which I think was probably the worst Batmobile ever in, in Batman and Robin. I think it was a shit Batmobile that one. Um, it was literally the toy companies. Kenner, I think it was at the time, walked in and said, this is what we want the car to look like. He had no choice. It was kind of like, okay. How come it doesn't have a roof? Because how can you get the action figure in there? Yeah. And the whole thing with Batgirl and all that being in it as well, it wasn't because it was naturally, this is the way we want the story to go. Joel Schumacher just rocked up and they went, we got this, this, and this. Kenner had been in beforehand and go, this is what we want the movie because this is what we want to merchandise. Mm-hmm. They'd gone to, I think it was KFC did the promotion for... They, they did it for Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin because McDonald's, McDonald's did Batman and I don't... K- with the glasses. KFC oh, the KFC crap. one was crap. Totally crap. But KFC walked in, or a company who owns KFC, whatever the, I think it was Unilever Foods or something like that, walked in and dictated wow. different things during the filming of the movie. This is what we want to promote the film. So that, yeah. that was the changing face well, of Hollywood back in the 90s. Essentially, Batman came out in 89... And there'd never been a dark superhero movie like that before, and that 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 is then oh, sort of on, essentially led dark. to Batman <laughs> Punisher, dude. Yeah, Punisher. it essentially led to Batman Returns because it was dark and it worked, and yep. they wanted to keep Burton the way that they kept Burton. He didn't want to come back. They kept him by saying, "Well, look, make this more like a Tim Burton film, not necessarily a Batman film." And that's my issue with the whole thing. Hmm. He didn't try and make a Batman film. He made his own film using Batman characters. Yeah. 
Then could you imagine if he had got his hands on the Superman movie? Like it was you know very I mean? close. They'd done. Um, mind you, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't mind either. But I wouldn't I'll, mind seeing. He it. had done just um, in nostalgia. There was can a, you imagine how cool it could have been? There was a script. Nick Cage had actually done fittings for. Oh, um, you've Nick seen those photos? Those photos. Nick Cage, yeah, but Nick Cage had the long hair and everything else. So he, they were going for the very nineties. To, to be honest, it, it may uh, it may have been the shittest movie, just like Fantastic Four, the original nineties yeah, 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 movie. Yeah, not not the remake with Michael Chiklis and, no. and and uh, Chris. Evans and, and I've gone back and I've watched that movie, I've but I would that. love to go back and see what that Superman movie could have been. Could have been like. I still mm-hmm. say it would have been an interesting yeah. take. Um, I'd like to see the one Kevin Smith wrote. More than the that, one that, more that, than the one that Tim on. Burton made. Wasn't Tim Burton part of that? Like in the yeah, early when Burton stages? came on, when Burton came on, they kicked Smith off because he wanted to bring in his own people. Did he? Mm-hmm. So the one he'd written, the Kevin Smith had written, was before that. That was yes. John Peters had uh, commissioned that script or something. Yeah, and, and because Brothers. of because of the giant spider. Do you remember there was a young uh, Brisbane guy? And yes. Do you remember this? Yeah. Back this is back around what the late nineties. Yes. Would have been ninety nine. We were still in high school at this. Ninety eight then. I think it was grade twelve because it gave us hope that one day we'll write a movie. Um, <laughs> we've written a few short ones. They're great. Um, check them out. People on the net think they're good. Yeah. Anyway, um, this young bloke in Brisbane got flown over to LA. Yep. Got put up by Warner Brothers to pitch a script. He'd actually written a, a script and everything else, and it made news around Australia, especially mm. here in Brisbane and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And they said, uh, I mean, there's a picture in the thing with him with a Superman cardboard cutout under his arm like he was about to fly off a Superman under his arm. <laughs> and uh, it was a, this massive thing. He got paid by Warner Brothers to write a script for Superman. It didn't, didn't go anywhere. This no. guy never got heard of again, probably. i tell but, you what, it, I'd, I'd like to look up on the net and, and see where he is now. And, and just to be able to have a pot, get him on this podcast and, and have a chat to him. If, uh, if that guy threw some fluke, if anyone knows him or, or anything like that, get him in, in contact with Geekspeak. We'd yeah. like to have a follow-up and just find out whatever happened to him and whatever happened to the script. And be good. S- He'd be allowed S- to Sending, it, sending yeah. out a ge- to all the geek speakers out there. The yeah, son, actually, the son of one of my old next door neighbours um, up here in Toowoomba, he was originally hired to draw all these storyboards for the fandom film. Really? Yeah, I actually was about, a, I think it was nine, ten years old. Yep. It was years before it came out. Um, I actually held the original storyboards, some wow. of the original storyboards in my hand from the fandom movie. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. There you go. Um, this is the sad thing, though. Like, uh, our film industry at the moment, because of certain government things and, and the. the the way the Aussie dollar is against the American dollar. Our film industry is taking a bit of a hit at the moment. We're not getting the big blockbusters filming over here. So. Although, uh, Brisbane uh, came out yesterday, uh, Thursday, to say that um, uh, you, you've got to get a, a licence to, to, to film in Brisbane. Permits, yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, they come out and said, if your film is independent and the budget is under $100,000, we'll waive the fee. Which is five hundred dollars? Really? Oh, to I get see. A you can film anywhere. You can film anywhere as long as you get a permit. Mm-hmm. So you, you can go the right thing. And, and they're setting oh, up so their you own get, division. You can get the permit, but you don't have to pay for it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can that's, now, yeah. that's pretty cool. And they're setting up their own team where you can go and talk to them. Because there's been days actually when I've walked to work because I walked to work through Southbank. Yep. And I've seen young film crews and stuff filming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, security come along. Yeah. Pretty fast. And, you you got to remember, like in New York today, uh, even today, mm. uh, New York, you got to pay big dollars to film in New York. So a lot of filmmakers, like indie filmmakers, it's, it's essentially called guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. Got, they, they rock up in a van, you know, somewhere in New York, or they get off a train, and then they quickly, they, they say to their, their people, we've got about half hour before we'll probably get busted. And they've got to knock out scenes within about a half hour so they don't have to try and get knocked off by, yep. by New, York, New York authorities and pay massive permit fees and all this kind of stuff. That, that, so. That's why so many people are going to, to the DSLR cameras now because they look like a still camera. You, yeah, drop, yeah. you drop the cameraman off across the street with yeah. a telephoto lens. You set the two actors up on the street with a, 
cordless lapels. Well, we saw a thing the other day about uh, was it John Favreau talking about one of the movies they made. They decided because the same thing on yeah. budget and everything else. They filmed in a bar, had seen the bar previously, and said, um, "Look, can we just use that corner?" And they're like, well, "We're not shutting the bar." He's like, "No, no, no, no. We'll, we'll film here anyway." Yeah. They literally just took a, a corner booth. And they had the, the guy roving with the camera and they just got, the, yeah, because the, the crew all knew the lines, the, the cast yeah. and everything else, and they knocked it out in this bar. And what they did is they had a sign-up saying, if you come into this particular area of the bar, you are extra in this film. So that covered them legally because they, they, you know, we let these people know. Performance yeah. releases, yeah. Mind yeah. you, they are all pissed and didn't run. Oh, pretty much, probably. <laughs> and, and they had the scene in the, the casino in Vegas. Yeah. And when I watched that movie, I went, holy fuck, how did they get that? And, he, and John Favreau, in this interview we, we saw this week, said that was just the guts of the cameraman. He just put the camera on his shoulder and walked in the casino. Yeah, it's, which is and amazing just, they didn't get knocked off. And just, and just wow. quickly filmed it and, and, and then ran it. away. So there you go. That's We're not nuts. telling young filmmakers to walk into Jupiter's Casino or no, the Treasury no, or whatever you, else. You, you can't. They, no, do, because they knock out the competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, well, we, remember we were in an, a, a pub that has... Uh, but he, uh, what do you call it? CCTV? Slot machines. Oh no, slot machines. Yeah, we and, and we had a video camera, and I just had it sitting on the table. Mm. And they came up to us and said to make sure the video camera is off, so that we weren't filming anything to do with, with the slot gaming machines. machines and all yeah. that kind of thing. So there you go. Um, it's funny today, but it's if, if you're a smart guy, a smart crew, you'll be able to do some guerrilla filmmaking. Um, I reckon it's it the way to go, money. man. Well, I mean, real filmmaking is the way to go. Cameras getting smaller. You can get wireless mics that you can plug onto your yep, car. Yeah, a bit of adrenaline out of it too. Yeah, that's right. And I think it'd be more believable too. Yeah. Well, it's not that. They reckon because uh, because the adrenaline and everything else, you get a more raw performance out of yeah. your actors. Mm-hmm. And anyway, there you go. Um, speaking because we're still doing a bit of Batman stuff. Uh, coming off the two of the year's most critically acclaimed films, Looper and The Dark Knight Rises from last year. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know who I'm talking about now? You've seen Looper. Have you seen Looper? No, I haven't. Awesome I bloody it. film. Dark Knight Roswell saw that went. Uh, no. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is arguably one of the hottest actors in Hollywood at the moment, and that is dead true. So it's no surprise when news pops up that the actor is going to be involved in high-profile projects. You ready for this? You ready? You he's, he's, he's been put up. He's done a screen he's test for it. He's, he's 31 years of age. Bullshit. He's been, no, I'm serious. He's been linked to the host of big-budget movies, including both Justice League, potentially reprising his role as Gotham cop John Blake, He's also been Not in talks happen. for Marvel's Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy I film. I heard this last night. Now, interestingly, however, the next film Joseph Gordon-Levitt will take on won't be either of these movies, but an entirely different comic book franchise. Really? Can oh. you guess? Can you guess? No, yeah, I, don't I know. know that. I know. What if I said to you, a damned killful? Oh, no, I did hear that. Sin yep. City. Joseph Gordon-Levitt has been, uh, this is in a press release from Dimension Films, he's been announced that he will be joining the cast of Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller's Sin City Dame to Kill For. Now he'll be playing the role of Johnny, a cocky gambler who disguises a darker mission to destroy his most foul of enemy at his best game. Now the role was reportedly first offered to Johnny Depp, who knocked it back. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt has stepped in and he's acting in Sin City, a Dame to Kill For. How cool is that? Very cool. And Josh Brolin is going to be playing the role that uh, Clive Owen played in the original. Uh, I can't think of his name. I've read all the books a couple of years, but I wonder if um, uh, Bruce Willis will be reprising his role. Well, you never now, know. Now, we can't get uh, Michael Clark Duncan. They've had to recast because he's yep, now dead. Obviously. And also... And Brittany Murphy. She died as well. Oh, she so, did too. But um, also... Um, uh, what's her name? Akon Devi, the, the Sheila that played the, the samurai-wielding chick in it? Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. She's pregnant at the moment. Oh, okay. So they've had to recast her, but... Is Jennifer Alba back for... Uh, J- Jessica, Jessica Alba? I, imag- I imagine so, but remember the young girl out of the spy kid movies? Yeah. She is in it. Really? And I tell you what... Thank goodness she's of age now, because, <laughs> because the outfits that she's wearing in this thing... Leave nothing to the imagination. Wow. Mm. Wow. I feel very old by comparison now. 
It's because you are old. You're the, the the sp- You're the same age as Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not old. No, we're better looking than him. No. Um, well, do, do I have Brennan's that? gone very quiet there. Do, I, I, don't, I don't have that. I haven't said anything for a long time. I don't have that Bruce Willis lip that he pretends to have in do, Looper. Look, I mean, honestly, if you haven't seen Looper, what a f- that was an amazing film last year. And the, the prosthetics that they did on him. Mm. Just, apparently, Bruce Willis's mother walked onto set and said, you look just like Bruce was back in... Oh. You know, really? Years ago. Because yeah. when you go back and look at Bruce Willis when he was younger, he was still a bigger physical frame. It's the mannerisms in that. Yes. It was the yeah. mannerisms in yeah, that. Yeah. He had them down pat. The way he talks and like, if you do, do yourself a favour, get it Looper. Especially, um, actually, it's out very soon. It's very, um, very soon. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it legally. Don't download or anything. We don't condone that crap here. But the, the, the scene where need to make money. Remember, there's a scene where someone's shooting uh, up through the safe, uh, through the floorboards, mm-hmm. and he's there screaming out to him, and it, you, it sounds like Bruce Willis. Oh God, yeah. When he's, yeah. yeah, I want to see, see it for Piper Perigo. Yeah, she's all right. Um, <laughs> she gets him out in it, doesn't she? I'm not saying a word. <laughs> anyway, there you go. So just Which version did you see? The one that had the little little flowers. Do you, do you ever worry top? when some of these Hollywood actors start taking on uh, comic book roles through different companies? Like, you, you're not even different companies, but the same company. I mean, you're, you had, talk, um, you're talking about uh, Ryan Mr. Reynolds, Johnny Storm. And oh no, well, Captain Chris America. Yeah, Chris Evans. He played Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movies. Two of them. Yep. Then he played Captain America and uh, in, in, in Captain America and then in. Um, Avengers. Avengers, right? And he's doing Captain America he too. He was in The Losers too, wasn't he? Which was, was a DC indeed. book. Right, or Vert- DC Vertigo, Warner Brothers movie, right? Now... He was also in um, Not Another Team movie. Yes, thanks, thanks, thanks for sharing that. He yeah. was. Yeah. What I'm saying is, you, like, look at Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds That's played right. Deadpool for Marvel, and then he's gone and played Green Lantern for DC. Don't forget and him, he's in Blade. Blade. So he's done two Marvel films. And do, do you guys see this as a bit of a... Like, I, a I honestly... I, don't, I really don't. For an actor, I don't think they think about it. They no. just look at the check? As an, yes. Yeah, because they're but, still talking about Ryan Reynolds. They're, they're saying they'll rewrite the character I was of Hal to, Jordan. I was about to ask this question: Would you like to see him reprise his role as Hal Jordan? Yes, if it's written correctly and he's a little bit darker, a little bit more serious, because it, it was a bit too jokey. I and think, they've got to ditch the fucking CGI costume. Yeah, just give me a real fucking give it, costume. Give, put him man. in a real costume, and for the love of God, stick a fucking Domino mask on. His and face. I think a lot of people enjoyed him as that character. Yeah, I don't just, think anyone had a ta- problem with him. They want to take mm. him out of that movie and stick him in a good movie. Mm. Yeah. No, I fucking totally agree. For me, I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive Green Lantern fan. I've read quite a few of the graphic novels. I've watched all the animated movies and, yep. and everything. When I sat and watched that movie, he was Hal Jordan. Yeah. I, liked I, it. I, I, I was worried going into it. I'm like, I've, I've been reading Green Lantern, and I go right back to, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyle, Kyle Rayner in the 90s and he was always and he fun. had a friggin cool suit man he did he did I liked I it I love the mask of his mm-hmm. but um, I, I was worried going in I thought oh how's this gonna pan out and everything else and I watched it walked out and went apart from the mask and a bit of the suit I wasn't that happy with that but he, he pulled it off he was cocky he was great yeah, and that's the, what I wanted to see. The way the character needed to be he, he looked he looked like Hal Jordan to here's, me here's a question for you I hate him as Deadpool but <laughs> with, with the talk of the Justice League film and everything yes I'm would how would you like it to go down, Man of Steel? Because the talk is, if Man of Steel is a hit, the next film will be Justice League. Yeah, yeah. I personally would prefer to see Man of Steel, a rebooted Batman. A sort wonder, of you need a Wonder Woman somewhere. Try and join them up somehow, maybe towards the end of the Batman film, even maybe slot in a Man of Steel sequel. Yep. Then do your Justice League, because for me, and I think a lot of people. The draw card for Justice League, the thing that's going to make it an event film, if yep. they're not going to do all your individual films like Marvel did, which they're not going, it's not going to happen. No. Yeah, it will be Batman and Superman sharing the screen for the first time, 
that will be what makes it an event. That will be the draw card. Mm. And I think it will work better if you have Henry Cavill established and a Batman established. Yeah. I'm still saying that, that's no, I'm my take this out on there, it. Right? Because Justice League's going to happen. I'm going to put this out there. I, oh, I agree. Now, they've said uh, Ben Affleck possibly um, in the running. <laughs> Shut up. They said Ben Affleck <laughs> possibly in the running for director. I still say, if you want a great Bruce Wayne Batman, happen. put Ben Affleck in the suit. <laughs> now, can I just can I say something? The podcast that I, I do listen to the I've podcast. I've this motherfucker. I, know, I do listen to the podcast that I'm I'm not on. I mean, the ones that I'm on, I think are better. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're humble too. That's what I like about <laughs> yeah, you, no. Just ask me, I'll tell you. No, I was going to suggest on the um, Facebook page a drinking game for everyone. I'm not a drinker myself, <laughs> but if people want to get you know wasted, every time in a podcast that Todd says pop along. Take a drink, and I reckon you'll be drunk in about 30, 30 minutes, 40 minutes tops. I'm going to change that, however, to every time Todd gushes over Ben Affleck on the podcast, <laughs> take a drink, and you'll be pissed in about 10 minutes. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I just think, uh, you, and you, you mark, mark my words, in the future, you will, everyone will look back uh, 50 years from now. You and, and Kevin Affleck Smith will, have a lot in common. Ben Aff- yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ben Affleck will be the uh, 21st century most famous, well-known actor, director. <laughs> He'll run for senator. He will run for senator, I swear to Christ. Well, but will he be president? He can be because he can. He was born in America. There you go. He could, Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't because he wasn't... Uh, but I'm just saying, can he? Will, will he? he would, I know a, he could. He would. You know what? If Ben Affleck runs for president, I'm running for Prime Minister of Australia. Just so I can go over and meet him and go, love your work. <laughs> you mean tap him on the ass? Hey? Hey, what happens in the White House stays in the White House. <laughs> um, Clinton told us that. Look, you know, I'm joking about him in the role of Batman or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah. need to cast a young bloke and, and so you can stick around for four... four I'd like movies. to see Affleck play the shadow. So would I actually. Be he would cool. be good. Actually, but what I good. would actually say, because if you haven't seen Argo, pop along and <laughs> watch Argo. I, Have a drink, Brendan. Sorry, hang on. I'm going to do a shot. <laughs> um, check out Argo. Now, listen, because we're going to get to Oscars in a minute. But he can direct. He is a fucking great director. And I don't know whether you've ever seen The Town no, that he I directed. Now, that was another... Like, he directed that as well. He, he can act... But he can fucking... Dr- he knows how to get the best out of his cast. He knows how to make an awesome film. Yeah. If you haven't seen Argo... He can write. Do it, he can write. He's, he's well, he got an Oscar for that. Yeah. He did. Him and, uh, and Matt Damon together. But he is an all-rounded, talented guy, which sadly in Hollywood, a lot of them today aren't. No. You know what I mean? They're either an actor, they're a writer, or they're fucking just a director. Or they're doing a remake. Or they're doing a remake. Now, at least with, with Ben Affleck, he's, he's got a natural bloody talent. And bringing it to that... He has been snubbed, which is an atrocity, I say. Motherfuckers. He's been snubbed by the uh, the Oscars. He didn't get a, a nod for best... Didn't get a nomination for best director. Mm. Didn't even get a nominee for best picture either, did he? Argo, I don't think he did. I, oh, oh, ha- oh, no, hang on, he it? did. He did get best picture, but not for best director. Just before we segue into the Oscars too much, how we're talking about current news, Yes. did you see the news of a potential Justice League dark film? Uh, that has broken it, this was week. Was Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, the guy who did um, Pan's Labyrinth. And I think he did the Hellboy movies, didn't he? He did the Hellboy movies. And he's, he's he'd be perfect for that. He would be. And, and I tell you what, it probably will go ahead, that one, because DC are trying to make a franchise out of those darker characters. And Mind bring... you, uh, this week it come out that he can't get funding for Hellboy 3. He wants to do Hellboy 3. He said it would be an amazing film. He has shipped, shopped it around to people to get interest up through investment mobs and all that in Hollywood. No one's, just, no one's willing to put the money The thing up. that excites me about the, the Dark film, if it happens, is um, Zatanna. Z- they've already said Zatanna, Zatara as yep. well. Uh, John Constantine, Swamp Thing. Wow. Um, the Spectre? The spe- no, uh, no. Dead Man. Dead Man, I think, and The Phantom Stranger. Yes. There's another one mentioned. And Would I'll tell Keanu you what, Reeves come back for it? 
Probably not, I but I'll tell so. you now because you know who you go and hunt. You go and hunt someone like David fucking Bowie, who should have been cast as, as John Constantine from day one. Well, I suppose. Um, should it definitely be? He's, he's just released a new album this week. <laughs> he still played Constantine. If, uh, if they great. do, if they do go ahead and everything, even just you know to write the one character, they need to get Dini to write Zatanna. Paul Dini. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Can you imagine that? How good would that be? That's one thing. It just blows my cast? mind. It, I reckon Kobe Small would be great. That'd actually be good. It mm. blows my mind that Warner Brothers want to get Justice League up and running. They want to get all these DC properties. Sure, I mean, Danny doesn't technically work. I think he's writing for Marvel now, isn't he? Oh, uh, he was, he's, nah, he's all around the place. Yeah. But you have someone like Bruce Timm and Paul Dini. These guys have written the character for 20-odd years. They write them very well. They know the characters. Mm. Why not use the talent you know that you kind of already have? Do you know why? It makes too much fucking sense, and you will get nowhere in Hollywood with sense. <laughs> it just—it's right there in front of oh, you. Oh, mate, don't get me Bruce wrong. Like, and I mean, Paul they, they are right there. They have owned uh, Warner Brothers have owned DC since late seventies, early eighties, or something like that, right? They've always had this great fucking this you know, pool of resources, pool of, yeah. of, of great characters, and, and, and un, you know, unlimited ideas. Warner Brothers and DC have never really been able to pull their shit together. To we should have had awesome. Justice League movies and all those DC characters from the, the Flash, start. Green from Land, the start, they should have been around long before Marvel ever got their shit together. You know what I mean? Mm, and and mm. even after Marvel did pull all this, the you know, put all their eggs into a basket and, and, and sort themselves out, Warner Brothers should have been gone. Good on you, but we should you know look, we could step it up to the next notch. Mm. Their characters are more recognisable. Every boy and girl, pretty much in America, would have known who Batman or Superman was That's before right. they knew who Daredevil or Wolverine, or, or Captain, or even Captain America. For that, like da- See, yeah. Batman is more recognisable than Captain America. See, this is the thing. I, in, well, in, this day, in this day and age, and this is why I think Man of Steel has to work. And I'm saying this as a as a DC long time DC fan. Yep. Nothing against the Marvel guys, but young kids and everything today know Iron Man more than they do Superman. That's sad. Yeah. And I just think that's wrong. That's very sad. Superman, we're Superman is the original superhero. If you're a Marvel fan, and there's nothing wrong with you, you know, you weren't dropped on, on your head I'm not having you go. Like I'm that. not having you go at Marvel. I, I just swear. let me make that clear. I'll be, I'm hand on heart, by the way. I read a bit of Marvel. Um, I'm a DC boy, but I do read a bit of Marvel. But anyway, if you're a Marvel fan and you do not agree with us, Send us an email or you know to geekspeakau at gmail.com, right? And you can address it, dear Brendan, you dickhead. <laughs> um, or you can hit us up on the Facebook. If you disagree with us, for the love of God, tell us. And tell us why you think uh, Marvel's got the better characters than DC or something like that. Tell us and make sure you have a dig at Brendan because that's what he's here for. <laughs> I'm still stuck at David, David Bowie in the corner of the uh, superhero legion. Singing ground Super- control to Major Tom. <laughs> Did you just say fucking superhero legion? Yeah. Where'd you pull that shit from you? Well, legion headquarters, yeah. It's Justice League Dark, you silly shit. Yeah, but I'm saying, the, the legion of them all together, he's just standing in the corner. Ginger's on another planet, Brendan. Yeah. Anyway, Cass. Well, so is David Bowie. A couple of days ago, the Oscar news has come out. So, Brennan, <sighs> we've held off talking about it until you came on the podcast. Have, have, have a crack, old son. Give us a bit of a rundown. A lot of people heard. have been fucking snobbed oh, this mm, year. Okay. Happy Gene. Big, big, big people have been snubbed. Now, I'm going to talk purely as the Batman and Bond correspondent here. That's what you're here for. Okay. I was thrilled when I heard that Skyfall got five nominations. I think that's a record for a Bond film. Wow. And... It was. There was talk leading in, particularly after some of like the BAFTA awards and all that, it was a dark horse to pick up a Best Picture nomination. Yep, yep. It wouldn't have shocked me, but... Ginger, you haven't seen it yet, have you? No. Fucking no, amazing film. At really the same is. time, I, I would have been stoked yep. had it have picked up a Best Picture nom. It got five. 
uh, Best Cinematography, which is the one that everybody was saying it needs to be nominated for. Yep, yep. Everyone who has seen this film unanimously agrees it was a beautiful film to look at. Like, it was stunning. Uh, it got best, yeah, best cinematography, best score, which I have an issue with, uh, best original song for Adele Skyfall, which yep. there was talk when it came out that it may not have been eligible because it sampled the original Bond theme too heavily. Ah. So it, it may have lost its you know title of original song yep, yep. because of that. Uh, then I think it was best sound mixing or and then sound editing. So I think it was two sound awards, which I, I, that means nothing to me. But picked up five nominations. Fantastic as a Bond fan, I'm wrapped. Yeah. However, <laughs> as a here it is, as a Batman fan, yep. The Dark Knight Rises did not pick up a fucking single nomination at all. The, now. At the very, very least, how everybody was saying Skyfall should have been nominated for Best Cinematography, and it was, yep. the one thing that was unanimous that people would no doubt this film was going to get nominated and win was for Hans Zimmer's score. And not even a look in. It did not pick up a single nomination. This is, this is what's wrong with the Oscars today. It's all just politics. You know what I mean? It and it's just Given what happened four or five years ago, the reason The Dark Knight is the reason why we now have, I think it's 10 Best Picture nominations instead of four or five that it yep. used to be. I think it was yep. five. The, the outcry from the public, the fans, industry people, mm -hmm. the media, pretty much everyone, that The Dark Knight did not get a Best Picture nomination in 2008 was phenomenal. Yeah. And that, that is why they have opened it up now to allow more of your blockbuster films to, to come in What's and everything. Ask? When's the cutoff? Because there's something like The Hobbit. Does that go in? Or is it too, uh, is I think it, too it picked late? up a couple of... I could uh, to be, be honest, I'm not sure. It's I, a few I, days ago now since it's been released and I haven't got it in well, front I was gonna say, of me, it's, it's there's um, that many categories. I was going to say, because like, The Hobbit came out what Boxing Day, but it was out in America before, just before, tailing the December. That's right, that's right. Yeah, right? Does it, that make the cutoff or not? I don't know if it did. Because when you think about Golden Globes and stuff, I don't think it's been nominated for any of that either. Hasn't it? I don't... I could I be wrong. I don't know how that works. As I said, what I'm, what I'm pissed off about is the fact that, uh, once again, Ben Affleck did not get the nod for Best Director. But, I mean, Sky, you know, I'm a massive Bond fan. I didn't think the, the uh, score for Skyfall was that spectacular. Yeah. But it got nominated for Best Score. And Hans Zimmer's score completely missed out. And, you know, I, I, I really expected maybe a Best Director for Nolan. In the sense of how Peter Jackson got nominated for... Ret he didn't Return get nominated the for the first two Lord of the Rings, yeah. but he got nominated for Return of the King. Everybody knows he didn't win Best Director for Return of the King. He won it for the whole He trilogy. won it for the trilogy mm. and what it did to cinema. You know, like, how much money have Nolan's Batman oh, films loads. made? How many bums on seats in cinemas did those My films get? My bum went to get? sleep on one of those seats. <laughs> Three times every year and that... And movie. It, 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 yeah, it amazes me. For a film to have that much impact and then its sequel, sure, it may not have been as good a film. So to sum it all up, Jin, but what can we say about the Oscars? They're a bunch of... <laughs> you don't say that word. Sorry, you can't say that. No, but they are. it's just too political nowadays. Now, a film that probably should have got a nod just because it was so crazy a couple of years back when it came out, uh, Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> Real life incident here in. No, no, no. The, uh, hey, hey, hey! We we need to 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 give remembrance for the director who passed away only days ago. Yeah, this week. Uh, yeah, early this week. He was, um, was sixty or something. Wasn't yeah, he, he only passed away. He, he directed uh, Snakes on a Plane. Samuel and, L. Jackson. And and I think we just need to take a moment to remember that we need to get 
these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. All right? Amen. Now, uh, Brendan, I'm just thinking back. That was our first trip to America. The three of us were there before that movie came out. Yes. We all went to... Did you come to see I don't think I went and saw it. Adam did. Adam did. And... That was like a couple of days before we flew out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my first time, uh, none of us had flown before. We were all I first time. I had done a flight to Sydney a well, couple there you of months go, prior. But you hadn't flown international. That was it. Wade, uh, Wade and myself and our mate Adam had never um, mm. flown before. No, on no, a big plane anyway. Do you know, I couldn't help it. When I went into the toilet for the first time, we were flying over the <laughs> from New Zealand. We are on our way to LA. And there was a snake on the plane. I had to look. Uh, it was one of my trousers, snake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I... Couldn't help it. After seeing that, I had to quickly check around the bathroom and make sure there was no motherfucking stage on the motherfucking plane. Do you remember when you hop on one of those planes, they actually say, don't stand up and pee, you've got to sit down to pee? No one ever told me that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on like the door or something. I didn't look at that. I, I always stand up to pee. I do too. I'm not a woman. Um, contrary to other people's comments. <laughs> anyway, this week, getting back to the original story, this week on a flight from it was North Queensland to Port Moresby. That's right. Someone, it was one of the, the smaller planes, Someone's looking out the passenger side, the passenger window, and they look out, and here's this snake coming out of the motor, mm. the, the jet engine, right? And it's banging against the thing, and so they're filming it, and the, 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 they're called over the hostesses. Yeah, going, they're all coming you know, over. There's a snake coming out of there, and this thing's holding on for, you know, like wrap mm. up around the parts of this thing. Anyway, it's freezing up there at the altitude they're at, and so they're like, this thing is going to be dead by the time it hits bloody, you know, we land in Port Moresby. Mm. The, they landed in Port Moresby. The fucking thing was still alive. There was blood all up. Like, it had obviously injured the poor bloody snake order because there was blood all up the cowling too of bad the bloody it, jet too, engine. You know, can you imagine if it had got up to the propellers? Oh, it wouldn't have lasted. It would have but, been quicker than when you were fast. On the footage, you can actually see through the porthole looking at the engine, you can actually see the little bit of the tail swinging in the wind, and then all of a sudden it loses grip a little bit, yep. and a big fucking <laughs> chunk of tail comes out. <laughs> I tell you what, though, like you saw this thing flapping, like there's blood all over the cow. There's no way this this poor thing. Like, they said it lasted. Said it, it ride Port Moresby and it was barely alive. But I'm willing to bet the guys at the you know who had to get it out of the the engine weren't that um, that gentle with it. I know it, it, it looked like it had chunks taken out of its tail. Yes. Yeah. I reckon those guys would have been shitting themselves as much as me when we first fl- <laughs> first flew. Because the, the listeners out you're there may of, not know. You're scared of dogs. I have a out. paralytic fear of dogs. It's yep. the worst phobia in the world to have. Even my little dog. I've got I, a tiny I little dog it. who's like 15 years of age. He's blind. He's deaf. You know, he, he couldn't even sniff you to bite you. You freak whenever that dog is around. I do. And I, a lot of people don't understand it because their attitude is, oh, but you'd like my dog. And it's like, no, no. If people have a fear of spiders... They do not give a fuck what sort of spider it is. <laughs> They're out of there. I yeah. bet but, you hated uh, any spider freaks would have hated the end of fucking Wild Wild West. <laughs> well, yeah, but it it's one of those things where it doesn't matter. I just I can't can't do it. I could. So I we could land be, in America for yeah, the first time. We landed in New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. And, sorry, yeah, we went to New Zealand, yeah. and we're waiting to catch our flight to America. And all the sniffer dogs come out. <laughs> That's and right. I bricked my pants. <laughs> we had to hold you, you guys in, had to, in yeah. play and say, don't look so fucking shifty. Because I them. was shitting myself <laughs> and wanted to just run a fucking mile. You, know, Wade and you guys so had to hold was, me there it was while our these first dogs time sniffed overseas, me. And we thought, you know what? He's going to break. Like, these guys are going to see you. you panicking, the sweat running down your face, the shifty eyes going, we're all going to get fucking... You know, <laughs> From the turn like that's in your pants, the dog is going to sit and go, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> and we thought we're all going to end up with the old rubber glove yep. treatment. You know, thank God we didn't. Yep. yep. 
Never travel with you again, did, I swear. Did you not like uh, Never Ending Story because of the dog that's in it's that? It's a good luck dragon. Is it, it a dragon? Like a, it looked like a fucking it's dog a to me. It looks like a dog. It's a dragon. <laughs> Just because they call it a dragon doesn't mean it's a fucking dragon. It's it looks dog. like a dog. That's a dragon, not a dog. Now you've confused me. If, if it looks like a spider, it's a fucking spider. It's not a fucking good luck fucking penguin. That's anyway, true. so there you go. Just wrapping it up. Literally well, a motherfucking snake Stimpy, on a motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't look like a cat and dog. Knock it off you <laughs> now, quickly, uh, have you read anything interesting lately, Brendan? I'm current. Not not technically. I'm currently working What's my way through. The Christmas present you gave me, actually, the Batman novel, uh, Wayne of Gotham. Yes. Yeah, any uh, good? It's, it's different. It, what do you mean, different? You're saying that like it's a bad thing? No, it's... I, is, is Batman suddenly running I haven't around had a, a chance, Just because of... That'd the, be different. You know, this time it? of year and how I've been working and things, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and <laughs> read it. Batman running around as a cross-dresser. You right. know what his costume would look like that uh, Zurath and Zur- Batman? Zurath Ra. Batman, but running around all colourful like and kind of like a screaming queen, like Joker! <laughs> just leaping. Yeah. Did you just. Did, oh, I thought you said Chokehold! <laughs> and whenever he, lands on, whenever he lands on the top of, you know, where the bat signal is with Gordon, he just lands and goes, Yes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> would he do that or go, Hello! Well, hello, James, how are you all? <laughs> Anywho, anyway, uh, could you imagine Robin had having the shorter shorts, right? <laughs> Just <laughs> shave your legs, arseless chaps. Arseless chaps. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So you'd have the long johns, with the long green. Long, anyway, green, this, long johns. This yeah. book that you gave me for Christmas, it's, it's how come you're really? Un- yeah, you don't want us talking more about Christmas and Batman <laughs> because I I'm going to pitch it to fucking DC next yeah. week. <laughs> you might actually get a movie fucking made the way they're to. going. No, it's 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 interesting. It's sort of a different take on Batman, and it goes back and forth a lot to the history with his father. Yep. and it's kind of been a mystery so far and I haven't got to the reveals at the end yet. It's just, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and read it. It's yep. kind of been 10 minutes here, five minutes there, you know. But one thing I do have to say, from what I've read so far, I don't like the Bruce-Alfred relationship in it. Why? Bruce is a real bastard to Alfred. Yes. I admit it, if you were wealthy and you had a butler, you'd be But he's not too. in this, he's not Bruce's butler. He kind of is, he's, Bruce fired him from the butler role and he, Alfred works more as a PR Type oh. guy and and Bruce is a is a full on recluse. Yep, and it's it's really it's kind it of sounds kind of cool. It's, actually. Kind of, it's it's different. It's a little bit weird in some ways. But as I said, I haven't got to the reveals, and I'm <laughs> I don't know why. I've just had this weird. Th- <laughs> Imagine being wealthy so and having ass- a butler. Right? chaps. No, no. no. <laughs> I'm not getting over okay. uh, you know, The whole thing with Catwoman would be a bit different, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, I was going to say. Now we're talking. Now, could you imagine? Even though, because Catwoman would be a dude. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I just knocked off a jewelry store. Want to be like a? Uh, Want to see my family jewels? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Catwoman as a Thai lady boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, well, if you're going to say that, you're going to have to go watch that documentary that was on the ABC this week. Which was? Uh, lady. It's called Lady Boys. I don't want to know about it. And, and honestly, I, I was flicking on. Huh. And they said, "Lady boys," and I went, "Was hot." Whoa, whoa! Which, do you know what was really disturbing? It's the fact that he woke me up and went, "Hey, dude, you should watch this." Right? <laughs> no, no. See, that would have been funny. Over. Funnier. <laughs> it would have been funnier if you'd said, "I rolled over." And <laughs> anyway, could you imagine if you were wealthy enough to have a butler? Would you be a prick? Because I probably would be a little bit. Imagine that. Like, I'd be like, "Not if the butler raised Jeeves. you." Would you make him? Jeeves. Would you call him Jeeves, even though his name's yeah, Thomas? He's like Thomas. I'd say, my name is Thomas Jeeves. <laughs> I Don't talk back when I speak here. to you. I'm in. The, I'm in the. T- I'm in the the, the master suite. Toilet. I'm in the Wipe lavatory. What, he, no, no, no. I'd be like, I had curry last night. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Clean it, Jeeves. Clean it. 
Yeah, would you be an no, asshole? I, would you be really nice? I don't, not oh. if not if the butler had raised you as like, and he was essentially your father. Yeah, and he, I'm and he was now, an like, ex SAS. That. Or would you be like um, like Jerry Seinfeld always said? Would you be like apologetic if you had a house cleaner or a butler or something? Would I you actually like, think I'd be like that. Would you be kind of like I'm sorry, there's a mess in the kitchen. I'm, I'm really sorry. Actually, I really I, I, I would, would be like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably get in and clean the house, half clean the house beforehand so it looked reasonably tidy for when they rocked up. But then what, what's what's his job to do? No. Well, do, do you really do you need, do you need a butler if you're cleaning up all your shit? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't need it. I would never. I would never hire a butler. I would hire a PA. To handle things like you know doing like uh, the basic kind of stuff like like laundry. No, I can do that. No, but no, you know what I mean. Like a yeah. PA that could deal with say like booking um, travel and and they could go get the groceries, appointments, all that kind of crap. I'd have a PA dentist appointments, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I tell you what, my teeth are good, but I I would have gold bling bling. <laughs> they would be di- diamonds studded on my teeth if I won yeah. me. Just uh, my grill would look amazing. Right? <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is a, a black a fucking shame. eclectic podcast, <laughs> isn't it? It's weird. It's a weird podcast. Thai lady oh, boys. boys. <laughs> Do the sound Batman. effect again. Do it again. Do it again. sound effect. Thai lady Robert. boys. <laughs> Where did that ping pong ball come from? <laughs> hey, we're not playing beer pong here. Right. Um, you're cheating anyway. There you go. Look, it's we've been rambling for a while. It's time to wrap up the podcast. Brendan, thank you once again for joining us. Jeans, uh, before we go, you've got a massive announcement. Something that happened this week. Yes, we have to announce that uh, this week we've joined forces with Big Top Entertainment. Woo! Big pod, Big Top Podcasting. Yes, uh, who, it's a channel who have uh, got their own uh, Facebook page and a network of podcast. Uh, you can follow it off our Facebook uh, link. That's right. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, joining together to make Australian podcasting bigger and better. We are very, very grateful that they've taken us on board, and it's a great opportunity. So it's wonderful to yeah. join all that, the fantastic other podcasts on there, and uh, we look forward to, uh, to, to working Do with Do you know what I think your goal should be? What's that? It's a two-, three-year goal. Yep. We can be sitting here one night, and you can say, have a big announcement to make. We have joined the Smodcast. Oh, how cool would that be? <laughs> it would be cool. But I don't know how to get that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to bridge that gap, man. Maybe we should say uh, fuck Dude, a bit more. Dude, I do. Dixie Cup. I've got enough money to, for, for, for flights to LA. So I've got enough money for the Dixie Cup. We know, <laughs> right. we know where Kevin Smith lives. We do. We've, we know we've where seen he lives. His house. We could go up and just go. Just Kevin. knock on the door and go, Dude, I'll suck your dick to get on, your, <laughs> on the Smodcast Network. And we'll then, take Brendan with us and we'll go, Hey, Kevin. This motherfucker will suck your dick to get off the podcast. Well, mate, mate, well, you know... Jigs and I will watch and say, ooh, what a lovely tea party. I'm just saying, you know, through the, the magic that is the podcast Jinch, network... Jinch, you're not going to do a George Carlin, are you? are not going to say, I'd take a shot in the mouth to get on smart You know what? You know what? I would t- I'm, I'm going to go out there... Don't you limb, say it. And I'm actually going to say it. I would take a shot in the mouth to get on the Kevin <laughs> from Smith... From anyone or just Kevin Smith? Just from Kevin Smith. Because <laughs> you know what? With oh. Next week, we've got a podcast. There'll be a lineup of just... Darrow's and homeless people at the front. Yeah, saying that Kevin. So Kevin, I'd take a shot in the mouth, man. But I don't know if he'd want to because I kind of look a little bit like Kevin, and I don't think he would want to fuck himself. (laughs) Or or he wouldn't want to fuck a ginger version of himself. Yeah, no, the gingers are probably the deal breaker. Yeah, that's the deal breaker. Don't be um, like that. On that note. Ginge, where can you head along to get our podcasts? Facebook.com forward slash Geekspeak TV. You can also get onto iTunes and Podbean. And Stitcher. And Stitcher, I forgot about that. That's right. And where do you go along to see uh, YouTube? YouTube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia. And we've also got now Girly Geekspeak. That's right. With Check the, it out. our lovely new host, Brendan, you Have know our lovely host. How good is she? Anna and I go way back and I... 
you you have to get her on a podcast. Yeah, we're filming with Anna over the uh, the coming week, mm-hmm. and also next week we've got the fantastic, the lovely, the uh, man, the myth. Mr. Steve Muller, his first week of filming for Geek Speak as well. So how cool is that? We are going along with All new going crew. Well, I think I'll be it's back wonderful. next Friday. As You'll well. be back next Friday. We've got uh, we've got a lot of work ahead of we us. We do. Next We're weeks. filming our Geek Speak live television show. That's right. So that'll be hitting airways probably late March. Ginge. Well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Roll the dice. Late March. It'll be out on the airways. And Kevin, me and you, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Shut up. A massive special thank you to our guest tonight. Uh, Batman Bond correspondent, Brendan Lowe. Jim, thank you for being the co-host with the most. Thank you very much. Wade Cops on Pots and Pans. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. Tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel for another Geek Speak Live. Catch ya. This podcast was brought to you by the Big Top Network.